Now, a couple of years back, uh, I'm a big Keanu fan, and it's always good to see something that he's involved with become successful. He's had his up and downs. Um, but generally, he always sort of pops up every five years with something that's really successful. And now he's got a franchise under his belt that's looking like it's got a lot of legs. He came uh, back with John Wick, which I instantly adored. It was um, almost an ama- it's, it's, it was It's like someone made a film you didn't know you wanted and you didn't know you needed. But when they gave it to you, you're like, yes. And it's kind of like a mixture of those really hard-edged British early 70s, mid-70s gangster films like sort of Get Carter and Longer Friday and with this sort of really hard edge to it, no frills, nothing. And also the American hard-edged um, uh, crime dramas of the 70s as well, where there's sort of like a, a you know, there's, there's not a lot of superfluous waft. Everything looks cool, the cars are cool noticeably uh, the car that John Wick drives could have been straight out of one of these 1970s films and it also added in uh, the sort of Hong Kong Japanese films of the more modern era which have this sort of cerebral quality and are quite sort of intense and based around these sort of moral imperatives and uh, like Takano beat Takashi's films uh, Sonatine and and stuff like that all amalgamated and fit perfectly, total genre piece, but basically in that film he played a, a retired hitman whose wife, had, I think, died of cancer, and he had a puppy and his car and lived in misery and was very, very sort of manic-depressed. Uh, well, just depressed, not manic-depressed, obviously means something different. And some local, I guess they were supposed to be Russian mobsters, uh, young punk versions, Took a liking to his car, and he wouldn't give it to them, so they beat him up, stole it, and killed his dog. And that set off a chain of Death Wish-style vengeance, where he hunts down these people, and he's an ex-hitman who's notorious for being the absolute best hitman. Very indicative of this sort of post-manga sort of uh, Japanese and Hong Kong films, and of like stuff like Death Wish. And obviously there was uh, lots of fighting, lots of very kinetic action, lots of post-born identity sort of fist fighting and, uh, you know, not CGI stuff going on. And it was really good. I really enjoyed it. I liked the moodiness. It was arty, you know, shot very artily, deliberately. And uh, Keanu was perfect for it as well. He, he does that kind of intensity where he's probably said about four words in the whole film. It was excellent, and it was a big success as well at the box office. Not a Batman success, but for the budget, it was a big success. John Wick 2 came out earlier. I think it was released at the end of April in Australia, and it follows on from the first film very, very closely. It's uh, to the minute, virtually. He's finishing rounding up the last of these Russian mobsters. If they're not from Russia, I don't know where they're from. Um, so it's, it's sort of like a literal follow-on from that. Uh, the opening, actually, the opening, like, 20 minutes or so is just brilliant. It's so stylized. Even the opening shot where he comes sliding off a motorbike is magnificent. And uh, basically this time around, they, the greatest thing about the first film was it constructed this imaginary universe where there are hotels called the Continental in every major country, and they are safe havens for hitmen and gangsters and so on. And you rock up at these hotels. Nothing is allowed to happen to you in them. 
And these people were kind of like the government of hitmen and gangsters. So there are all these rules about what you can and can't do. Everything's paid for with these gold coins which they collect and they receive as payment. Um, and it's other than that, it's a traditional sort of hotel run by Ian McShane in the New York one. Very, very nice to see him in a role that meaty as well. He, he's great and it. it looks like he's loving playing that kind of character. Um, and so they have this this whole netherworld where they actually know each other and you know they got mobile phones where they get these hit jobs come through on them and so on. This time, and the other thing they have is markers, uh, which is something that you owe someone for for something. And in this time around, Keanu Reeves is um, his marker is being held by Ricardo Scaramaccio, who is I think the right name. Santonio de Antonio, the character, he's um, a Camorra warlord. Now, he wants John Wick to assassinate his sister, and his sister is the head of his organisation, but he wants to take over. And for John Wick to assassinate somebody, they're like the made men of the organisation, you're not supposed to do it. And also, they're very heavily defended, and he's friends with the sister, he likes the sister. But he has to do it because the other guy's got his marker uh, he initially refuses and has his house burnt down and he goes to the continental hotel and chats with ian mcshane and ian mcshane just says you've got to do it there's absolutely we will we will help him kill you if you don't do it it's the rule so he does and that obviously sets off this inordinate chain of events which is but the entire plot of the movie really which which is irrelevant it doesn't matter at all um, basically, once he's performed the hit, the brother then turns on him and, and goes after him to protect his sister's honour. And all sorts of mayhem and carnage ensues. Um, and, you you know, the originality of the story itself is, is neither here nor there. He's replaced his dog. Um, most of the characters in the hotel are the same. And the, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's formulaic genre piece on that level. But it's really stylized beautifully. It's really well shot. It's very kinetic. Um, there's an excellent performance in it by the rapper Common, who is the protector of the sister that gets killed. He's like the hitman that looks after her. And he has a, a, a movie-long battle with Keanu whenever they cross paths. Um, it's really good. It's possibly overall a slightly better film than the first. I'd like to look for criticism of it. Well, I'd say the number one criticism of me is the law of diminishing returns. When you've got the rapper Common being this really strong hitman and having this long ongoing thing with Keanu, it's great. But when they throw in sort of like 30 assassins in a row, it kind of does become diminishing. It kind of... You know, when they're all taken out with a few punches and whatever else, it it kind of it reduces it. I'd rather see less of these people. And it also makes you question, you know, how many hitmen are walking around in society? It's like you go walks down this street and everyone's phone goes off. It's like everyone in the whole street is a hitman. So I hope they wind that back for future. Less is more. And the less is the sparseness of those films that it's indebted to. It's not, you know, they weren't scatterbrained like endless carnage um the fighting and everything is superb really really well done um lots of what looks like the actors putting themselves through the ringer for it as well lots of violence and heavily stylized keanu's great again the the other major thing apart from the repetitiveness and the length of some of the the um, fighting that goes on you could kind of trim it back 
and make it a bit I'm a, I'm a kind of guy that likes watching a James Bond movie where James Bond talks to the villain I don't like the action at all I want him to be in a sharp suit in a moody scenario talking to a villain that's where I get my sort of kicks from those movies from so in this I much prefer him talking to Ian McShane or talking to Common or talking to someone else but the other the, the only slight flaw for me the protagonists are the weakest part of the film. So Ricardo Scaramosio, uh, he's the actor that plays the brother that employs Keanu and then turns on him. I thought he was a weak and pretty cheesy bad guy, to be honest. Common was much better. Um, other people in it were much stronger, and he doesn't stand out as a particularly strong bad guy. And the, the other problem is, is that he was a lady... I'm just seeing if... Oh, here we go. Claudia Gerini. Now, he, she plays the sister who's the, the one that gets taken out. And she's brilliant. She's such a good character on on screen. And she goes and the way she goes through her death is really f quite striking as well. Artistically, it's quite interesting. And morally as well. Um, she's great. And she's kind of immediately replaced by this sort of cheesy guy who's, who's supposed to be the bad, lead baddie. And the other one was Ruby Rose. She's the main hitman on the other side. So she's after Keanu the whole movie, and she plays someone that's mute. And I thought her character was pretty cheesy as well. I didn't think her performance was very strong. Uh, I didn't. I, that's, that's the only thing. The bad guys aren't quite there. And one tiny, tiny thing. I really like the soul of the original movie. Keanu was obsessed by his dead wife. He was obsessed by his dead dog and he was obsessed by his car and he was very, very depressed and it all added a lot of soul to things and I think that's been wound back with this one. It felt like he didn't really care much about those things anymore. They were just, he had to care about them, so he did, rather than that it was actually his driving force. So anyway, he is um, undoubtedly, this one has made twice the box office of the first one. It's been a massive box office success on its budget. I think it made like 200 million off a 40 million budget. So they're definitely coming back for a third. I believe they're actually making a TV series around the whole concept of this netherworld of um, Hitman and the Continental Hotel, not starring Keanu, but starring that world and that universe. So very interesting. As a note of trivia, the director of this film is Chad Stahelski, who he directed the first, I don't think he's directed anything else other than these two films. He was the, when um, Brandon Lee, Bruce Lee's son, made The Crow, for me, a very overrated film, but one of the most influential films of its kind. I did think Brandon Lee was pretty bad in it. But it's a very influential film. Look at The Matrix. Look at um, Heath Ledger's performance of The Joker. It's just a complete rip-off of the, the stylization of the Brandon Lee character. But anyway, he was obviously killed on set when a stunt went wrong and he was shot by a blank bullet. And he died before the movie was completed. Well, this, the director of this, Chad Stahelski, was his body double. He stood in for all of those scenes towards the end of The Crow. They're actually him. There you go, a bit of trivia. Anyway, John Wick Chapter 2, I've really got no complaints. It's excellent. does exactly what it says on the tin. Eight and a half out of ten for John Wick 2. And 